Bob's in a pod. Bob's in a pod. Bob's in a pod is part of Pod for Change, an initiative by the Indian podcasting community to raise funds for COVID relief. We request you to contribute to this and donate as much as you can. We will leave the link in our show notes and website. Do spread the word on social media. Use the hashtag #PodForChange. Hi guys, Nader Pop here, and I'm sure you almost have heard my blockbuster episode last week. And this week we have a very very special guest, and I'd like to welcome Peter Koti Kalapuri. Thanks, Nader. So I'm glad after all these years, you're one of the few people who will say my surname correctly. So kudos on that. <laughs> so in case you guys are wondering what's happening, well, let us explain. Um, in the previous episode, I was the guest and Peter was the host, and he was interviewing me. And today the tables have turned. I become the host, and Peter is our guest. And I'm going to ask Peter a lot of questions about his personal and his professional life. Peter, you want to tell our guests why we are doing this? As everyone knows by now, the twentieth of June is Father's Day, and we thought, why just keep it to one day? But let's make it an entire month. As we've mentioned earlier, we've curated some interesting stories of dads that you haven't heard about before. Why not start off with Nader and me, right? So last week you heard all about Nader and his journey. This week it's my turn. Well. Peter, I couldn't have done that introduction any better. So yes, thank you for that. And I've known Peter for uh, almost five years, a little over five years now. We became friends at at Ward Consult, as as Peter mentioned last episode as well. So today I'm going to understand more about Peter, and I would like even our listeners to know who is who is Peter. Y'all y'all now know who is Nader. I hope y'all have got a better understanding of who I am. But today let's understand who Peter is. Peter, first up, how does it feel to be an esteemed guest on Pops and a Pod? I've been waiting for this opportunity for a long time, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, I'll tell you why, because you know all the work that we put in, and you know everyone hears from our guests, and everyone thinks ki ha, it's quite simple. But trust me, there's nothing like just being in the back seat, just answering the questions, not having to prepare that much. So yeah, I, I'm enjoying this. I can totally imagine you are in a very relaxed mode, and today all the pressure is on me also to perform. So, you know, Peter, I want to kind of take you back to how we we met, right? Like we met at at what consult, and um, that's that's how our journey kind of began. But I don't think uh, our listeners know that that was actually your second stint at what consult, correct? Yeah. So, what consult actually. in a way plays a very significant role in my life because my first stint in what consult was when i first moved to bombay 10 years ago and it was it was the summer of 2011 and i had moved back to india after 10 years so i was just in town so i love telling this story because a lot of people cannot believe it but i just came to bombay for a break or a holiday for a couple of weeks while i was in bombay i was 
you know, going for interviews just to see what the market was like in India, because I'd never worked in India before or studied before that. So it was a very new territory for me. And uh, yeah, I interviewed at Watt Consult and a week later I had the job. And now here I am 10 years later. Can't believe how the last 10 years have gone by, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fascinating. I mean, I know that you spend a lot of time um, abroad as well. Um, how how long would, would that be, Peter? How long have you spent abroad so I, before say, you came I'd to I'd say about, so about half my life I've lived abroad because when I was really young also, I was in between UAE and India. And yeah, then between the ages of 16 to 26, again, I lived abroad. So yeah, it's been quite strange when I look how I've kind of moved all over the place and just kind of adapted with, with like some of it was planned, but some of it was just sheer coincidence. Like me coming and living to in, in India was not a plan at all. Like if you asked me at the age of 16, when I left India after my 10 standard board exams that do you think you'll want to live in India again? No, I'd never really thought that would happen again, but here I am, right? No, it's very fascinating because you literally have, uh, you know, spent half your time outside India and the other half inside India. So if I if I had to ask you, what what's it like? I mean, I'm sure you must you must be constantly hearing situations, um, you know, India versus uh, X Y Z country. Has it has has it always been like that? What what's it like? You know, being living in so many countries, uh, you know, for for so long. The way I break it up, right? I mean, if you look at it, the initial years of my life, I lived with my parents. So it was great. Doesn't really affect you, right? Because I lived with my grandmom in India. So, you know, you have that kind of support system. You have everything done for yourself. But the day I left my house and I started living alone independently, you know, it was my first internship I had gone for in Poland. This was in 2009, the first week, it's kind of surreal because this is something that you've looked forward to for a long time that, hey, you know, no living with parents, having your own money, your own thing. And when you have all of that, you just don't know what to do. So you're like, okay, like, so there's no curfew, no one asking you what time you're coming home, what you're eating, what you're spending, nothing, all of that. And I think the novelty kind of broke down after a month for me because while it seems like a great life, right? It also means that, you know, you're cooking your own meals, doing your own laundry and all of that. And anyone who's listening to this and has lived alone knows that that's not fun, right? That's the stuff you took for granted when you lived at home. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's strange. Like a lot of people, I remember talking to me and saying that, hey, you've never studied in India. Why are you back in India? Or why didn't you just stay abroad? And I just keep saying to them that, you know, if, I wish it was more planned, but I just kind of took opportunities that came my way. Like what consult was an opportunity uh, post that continuing to work in India was, wasn't planned. Like I had initially come with the plan of only staying in India for two years, getting work experience, and then probably doing my master's and MBA after that. But I met my wife, we got married all of that happened and it just like one opportunity after the other. 
so coming back to your question i would like to answer it with something that's very often said is that the grass is always greener on the other side you know when you live in india you always think that oh man everyone abroad is so lucky and when you live abroad and you're doing all your stuff alone right you're like oh man i miss like you know you miss the simple stuff you live you miss your mom's food you you miss someone just having someone calling you up you know saying hey are you coming home it's that small stuff that you miss the bigger stuff you don't really care about right whether it's work studies and all it's all the same but uh, yeah it's it's quite interesting i mean if, if i didn't live alone right i would have a completely di- different perspective i was just going to i was just going to say that peter that because you've experienced early independence which is the complete opposite of the kind of life that i have lived it's definitely helping you um you know shape shape you uh, into the man that you are right now right so i think i think that that has that that works out pretty well but um i've known you for for a long time and i also know this that you you spent a lot of time um with your grandmom as well i mean uh so to that living in a joint family but in your case you actually lived with your grandmom what what was what was that 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 experience like so to start off with like uh, it was never like you know she was my grandmother and grandson for my grandmother it was like you know a second innings as being a parent with me and uh, my mom and her siblings often say that you know i enjoyed a lot of liberties that they didn't so i'm really grateful for that but uh, i think you know my grandma was very strict for a lot of things and anyone who's kind of met her uh, would agree far more me being her grandson right and i think those lessons of discipline that she had which at that time you think that you know your grandparent is being harsh everyone else is kind of having it easy but once i started living alone once i started you know meeting people uh interacting with people outside my friend circle and all of that right it it it's like that subconscious or that voice at the back of your head always playing in and it's very simple stuff i mean like so like my grandmom grew up in like you know 1930s like pre uh second world war in Bo- bombay life was very different back then i mean like for those of you who know bombay over the years it's changed a lot so yeah like i've also been very fascinated by her stories of bombay from back in the day how it was how they kind of grew up right because there's a huge contrast in terms of and i would use the word privilege because we live far more privileged lives i think you would agree nadir don't you no absolutely i i do i mean being in a joint family i i completely get it what's it like you know growing up with with grandparents and 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 having parents i mean i used to always run to my grandmom and <laughs> if anything happened you know i would just like go and she would kind of save me so she was like my shield in a way so yeah it's a huge privilege because i actually spent the better half of my life living with my grandparents and like i i i saw them in in their element and they saw me grow up so yeah i i totally understand what it's what it's like to have that sort of a privilege you know peter the first time i met you i was so fascinated by your surname like kutikala pudi because i used to be 
uh, that guy in school, right? That people would not understand my last name as as Kanthawala. And then I met you, and I was like, ah, this guy must have died in school. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me. Like having a surname <laughs> like mine and growing up in a all boys school in Bombay. Trust me, it's no fun. <laughs> See, I, I, I get. I'm sure there is a story, uh, you know, behind your last name. But it's, it's your name that has a very, very interesting story. So let me, let me set this up. Okay, I remember I had come uh, for your son's uh, birthday party, and you know, there were your, you had your friends and your family, everyone around, and suddenly your, your, your cousins and and your aunt and everyone. you know they were they were calling out this person vivek and i'm like and i'm looking around the room is it okay i think i know everyone over here but i don't understand who's vivek and suddenly peter you start responding and i'm like what is going on why are you vivek <laughs> who is this person why have you been living this other strange you know life so what's that story peter i mean i wish there was like you know a great kind of story to it but the thing is since i grew up in a catholic household right and the typical goan catholic tradition is that the first born grandson is named after the grandfather so i peter i'm named after my grandfather who was pedro but then when he came to bombay uh became peter so yeah i'm named after him and the thing is i'm born within 3 years after he passed away and i grew up with my grandmom right because this is her husband so she could never kind of refer to me as her husband's name even though like officially all my documentation is peter so my second name which is vivek they started referring to me as that and for me it's kind of normal because i had that duality that at home i'm called vivek at school i'm called peter like there's a funny story also of my childhood when somebody once called up home uh, on the landline back then and asked for peter and my grandmom was like you're a few years too late <laughs> so she kind of still never made the connection oh my god that you know peter peter whoever called <laughs> yeah so like never made the connection that peter's a grandson right but uh, i don't know how like for me i kind of have seen this my entire life so it's normal the person who kind of has adjusted really well to this is my wife like similar to you she was also initially surprised once she was introduced to my family that everyone's calling me vivek but now she literally goes from talking to my family saying hey vivek is doing this and then taking the phone and being like yeah peter you want to talk to them i still don't know how she kind of has made that adjustment but yeah kudos to her on that that's amazing i mean i can totally imagine it might take some time to get adjusted to that but that switch uh, especially when <laughs> when your partner does it it's like wow yeah that's the woman i married the, the, the challenge so, yeah. is going to be when my son figures out that his dad has a second name also he still only calls me peter seldomly i want to be in that room when you disclose that to him like i i want to be right there recording that moment <laughs> when your son looks at you and said i have another father <laughs> yeah i i don't think that's too far away but yeah let's take it when it comes <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh, peter there's there's another aspect um, of of your life which i think you're very very close to and a lot of people 
out there um, actually know you because of that as well. Um, in some cases, they, they, they know you only because of that, which is your immense interest in, in music. In fact, you have your own uh, heavy metal music podcast called Horns Up, which was uh, which which I think you started even way before uh, uh, Pops in a Pod. So um, walk us through that journey. I mean, it's uh, it's very interesting considering you know who you are. I I've known you for so long. Just the way you conduct yourself, and then suddenly there's this music aspect that was heavy metal. I mean, it's just it's so difficult to put those two things together. So a great incident that would kind of uh, highlight my duality in life, right, in a way also, is uh, I once bumped into an old colleague from Watt Consult at a heavy metal concert here a couple of years ago. And the first thing he said to me when he looked at me was, I would have never taken you to be a heavy metal fan. And I was like, I don't know if that's achievement unlocked or not, but okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, I've been passionate about music as a young kid growing up radio was always played at home i'd have all these cassettes that my family would play of all kind of music and then it's a typical journey to, uh, you would think about that you know once you're in your adolescence and your teenage angst you grow out of all the boy bands that were the rage back in the day and started listening to like you know heavier and more louder music with more distortion and all of that. But for me, it was never just about the music, right? I was very fascinated behind the stories, behind the music, understanding it. And in the last few years, I've been fortunate enough to attend concerts around the world, interact with some of the bands. And in the last few years, which is, you know, a major kudos to Animesh, Animesh Das, who co-host uh, horns up with me because it was his idea and he just wanted to kind of do a podcast which is all about being fans like we don't claim to be like you know professionals or journalists and all of that we're just bringing in a fan perspective and here we're interacting with the bands that we really enjoy listening to so it's never that you know we're forced it, if we really enjoy a band we'll email them talk to them and yeah, anyone who's heard the hundred odd episodes that we've released will realize that it's always a fan first thing. But yeah, that's been a great journey because it, it's just been like sometimes when I look back, like thanks to the pandemic, right? And I say thanks because there was a time that all the musicians were stuck at home. And musicians, if anyone knows their kind of personalities, they want to interact, meet people, travel. And now they're just told to stay at home so everyone was available to talk to and you know Animesh and I took the opportunity of talking to some of the bands that we would have never thought we would have talked to if it wasn't for the pandemic so yeah it's, it's been a fun uh, couple of years that we've been doing it and continue to do so. Peter do you think that your your international exposure also probably pushed you in in this direction and because I know you have some incredible knowledge um, about music like I, I'm constantly asking you that hey help me out with some new you know interesting bands to listen to so do you think that that the international exposure definitely helped you to connect with those like-minded people and you know then kind of move on and build on that totally I mean so anyone who's been passionate about music in the last couple of decades right has only been further aided by the internet uh, I remember 
you know being a teenager saving up money and trying to buy like cassettes for 150 or so rupees and then like cds were far more expensive and then you know came the internet where you could just download music for free and you know i was having this conversation with a music journalist on the honza podcast uh, a few weeks ago and we were talking and i said that you know a lot of the bands that i listened to initially i feel a bit ashamed of talking to them now because i say that hey you know it's because of piracy we heard your music and the perspective he brought is don't feel ashamed about it it's not that you know that was the only thing you knew you didn't have like all these international acts releasing their cds in india right the only way we had access to this music was uh, the internet so yeah i think the internet and also the fact that we had personal computers so you know you had your own computer your own time uh, that you could explore and find out information i think that aided my fandom to a complete different level so yeah thanks to the internet i mean you know if it wasn't for the internet a lot of hobbies that people are into currently would not be possible right because you just don't have that kind of information and you know the main resource limitation being money right no one has like an unlimited amount of money to buy cds or buy music now it's so much easier like i was talking about days of you know saving up for cds today you just go on spotify or apple music and just search and you have with access to it on your tips so i think because of that whole way i had the approach to you know music i value it slightly more if i may say true because i think there are two things that have happened over here your international exposure and i think the the early advent of internet because you've lived in these uh, uh, you know different countries who probably got it much faster and, and and i'm assuming that i also must have kind of pushed you or rather aided you in in your career that you are in in today as well because of all the exposure that you get from different people and the advent of the internet oh yeah for those of you who know me now will be completely shocked to know that once i finished my grade 12 uh it was still school because i was in abu dhabi at that time i had taken the commerce field and that time i did really well at uh, accounting financial accounting so at that time i was like okay i'm going to go to college while i'm there i'm also going to get the credits uh pick up as many accounting courses as i can and i'm going to go probably for the acca or one of the accounting uh, certifications and i was very clear in that so i did my first internship in an audit firm and i'm not joking nadir it that entire month the only aspect i enjoyed about my job was i got to meet clients every f- few days i just found the job so boring and so mundane and no offense to anyone who, li- who does that for a living but it made me realize that i just didn't want to do that it was very boring for me so you know i did that then i my second internship i worked in a company doing accounts so i was doing like the internal accounts and you know it's because i was keen to learn that i did well but for me honestly when i look back all these years the turn there are a couple of turning points i had i mean i talked about you know uh joining what consultant coming to india right but the seeds for that was sown 5 years before that 
so story time uh, i was studying in the university of toronto uh, and i was in the computer lab didn't have nobody had laptops back then right this was 2005 2006 a friend of mine walks into the computer lab and he tells me now this is at that time the rage in india and all around the world was a website called orkut those under 30 please google what orkut is i don't i don't want to tell you what it is <laughs> i'm going to enjoy the surprise but so he comes into the computer lab and he's like hey man are you on facebook and i was like what what is this facebook what a stupid name so he's like no man it's just like orkut and like everyone from college is on it you should also get on it now at this time facebook was only for people who had college ids so i had my college email id i signed up no way are you serious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's i feel it's this really is... old <laughs> <laughs> no like it just take me back to the social network the book and the film because that's exactly what i think the platform was built for for universities and here you actually live that yeah trust me watching that social network movie was like a full nostalgia trip because i actually saw that happening so you know i signed up on facebook added a few people from my classes they added me and so the usual everyone's watched by now at least the social network right but social media started evolving right another story that i have just coincidences i remember i had met a couple of people from germany who i was doing a project with and they looked at me and said uh, hey are you on twitter and i was like what's twitter and they said you're not on twitter you're under 30 and you're not on twitter like everyone on europe is using twitter so similarly i went to the website logged in made an account so all these things i never kind of joined these social networks with the objective of hey i need to do something right or i need to create something it's just pure curiosity and then by then i was studying marketing so in a way i was kind of making sense that okay this is when everyone was also talking about web 2.0 like websites were the thing digital marketing was websites nothing else right and everyone was kind of slowly getting on these social networks and creating communities and all of that with this in as a background right i went to what consult for an interview because i'd heard of you know social media and digital media agencies i had no idea what the next 10 years would be like honestly like if i had to go back wow I, i i can't even imagine i wish i could go back to me you know 15 years ago or so and say that hey joining facebook is going to completely change your professional life and you will have no idea in ways you have no idea right no absolutely and i think this is this is the way forward and i think you you uh, you experience more of it than i because i i've got involved in it very recently so you clearly have seen you know what facebook was like being just a dorm platform and today what it's become right and twitter and you know what whatever's happening right now around us so it's it's just incredible and and what can sell happen to be your first job so you clearly had all those ex- that experience and you kind of put it in and then you kind of built on that so yeah i mean i think that that's worked out in your favor and today being where you are and just like me you also are kind of giving it back to the new generation because you also teach correct peter 
Yeah. So just to add, right. I mean, one of the things I realized once I started working in uh, an agency b- being surrounded by people uh, who were day in, day out working on these platforms, right. Social media platforms, it made me more aware. So when I look back, I think in the last few years, I've been slightly more active, but just with the amount of information that was available on people's profile and, you know, the oversharing of sorts that happened, I became one of those people who didn't want to put out, you know, every second of my life online because I could realize how these platforms were kind of using it, right? So I became very hypersensitive to it, if I may. But uh, yeah, I realized that, you know, one of the things I did enjoy was teaching. And thanks to you, I got the opportunity at KC College so I take the digital marketing elective. My first lecture is always telling this Facebook and Twitter story because I'm one of the few people who can kind of tell it, right? And whose life has been defined uh, by something like that. I mean, it surprises me when some of the students I talk to, they're like, Facebook? Who uses Facebook? And it makes me feel really old <laughs> at the same time, right? Because all they care about is TikTok Absolutely. and all these other platforms. <laughs> The newer, the newer, more snappier platforms. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like Facebook, I think my my mom has now discovered it now. So she's, she's like sharing stuff. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that was like me maybe six, seven years ago. But yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Peter. I, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners are all caught up in terms of who we are and not just associate us as parents because that's what we've done for the last 78 odd episodes right but today um i think this week rather it got a lot more personal people probably know who we are now have a deeper understanding of who we are as as individuals both personal and professional so so yeah thanks for sharing and i guess we just go on from here and uh, continue with our journey with pops in a pod yeah, it's been fun. I mean, you know, what happens is sometimes uh, you always get caught up and your identity becomes just being parents. There are totally different aspects to both our lives, right? And uh, yeah, it, it's been fun going back memory lane and thinking of all these stories. No, absolutely. It's Sometimes it's it's just fun to have a chat. Right? Yeah. Not, not really get into, as you mentioned, that the work that we put in for this podcast with all the research and, um, you know, writing things down, writing our pointers, creating that on order and everything. Today, it was just one of those, let's just have a chat and understand each other uh, a little more. But yeah, that's it for us, guys. And from next week onwards, you will be listening to four very, very interesting dads who have some fascinating stories and uh, stay tuned because this entire month we are getting uh, some very, very cool dads thanks to uh, Father's Day, which we have expanded to Father's Month. Right, Peter? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're looking forward to sharing these uh, stories with you. We've spent some time, you know, doing research, speaking to them, recording with them. And I'm glad that everyone will now get to hear them also. So, yeah, keep a lookout um, the whole month of June. We have some um, very exciting dads coming. They have some very, very cool stories. So we'll be putting up regular updates and highlights uh, about these dads on social media. So keep a lookout and we promise you 
they have some very very fascinating stories so stay tuned next week and uh, until then see you guys see you guys and happy father's day in advance